What's going on, guys? You're listening to Moonlight Madness on Weagle 91.1 from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday. I'm Jacob Goins, and over the next hour, I'll be discussing the hottest topics in sports around the country and around Auburn athletics. Follow me on Twitter at Goins2Jacob, that's G-O-I-N-S, the number two, Jacob, for all show updates and other sporting news. Let's get into the show. What is going on, guys? Welcome in to Moonlight Madness here on Weagle 91.1 FM. This is the second episode ever of Moonlight Madness. I had my first show last week. Uh, it was a blast. I went through some some college football. I went through some baseball. Um, went through some Auburn athletics. You know, I previewed the Auburn-Penn State game and also went through uh, some betting odds on some upcoming you know, of the upcoming football games for the weekend. So, again, it's going to kind of be the kind of be the same format. We've got the big three tonight, and then we also have around Auburn athletics. I'll give you some live score updates. We've got some football, uh, NFL, and college on tonight as, as well as with baseball. And then we will end the night with the what are the odds segment. So, again, I really appreciate you all listening in. Uh, it was a beautiful day here in Auburn. Uh Second official day of fall, I believe, but man, the weather was just fantastic. So we're really getting into the heart of football season. Uh, you know, NBA will be rolling around. Baseball is right there, uh, getting into the postseason. So it's an exciting time uh, for sports. It's an exciting time for sports talk radio. And so with that, again, I appreciate you all listening in. But let's get into the big three. So number one tonight, I'm going to start out talking a little bit of NBA. So this week, the news came out that Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers is not going to report for camp and practices there in Philadelphia. Uh, he said he is he's done playing for the 76ers, and he wants to go somewhere else. He said he's done, he's not reporting, and wants to be traded. And I think that feeling is mutual uh, between Ben Simmons and the 76ers. You know, I think both – you know, I think the 76ers also want to trade him as much as he wants to be traded. So, again, he says he's not – he's just not going to show up. You know, I guess that's that's one way to do it. Uh, unfortunately for him, he is under contract for another four years. So, last year he signed uh, his five-year max rookie contract extension uh, with Philadelphia. And so, obviously, with that being last year, he's still under contract for four more years there in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, and a lot of people have kind of seen this coming, especially once the 76ers lost last year uh, in the Eastern Conference semifinals uh, in seven games to the Atlanta Hawks. You know, Ben Simmons made what a lot of people would say were some questionable plays, some, you know, some questionable decisions uh, during those games, especially that game seven. And so, you know, ever since that point where the 76ers were really supposed to make a run and go you know, and make, you know, make possibly make history and have a chance to win the NBA title. Uh, getting knocked out in the Eastern Conference semis was not what they were looking to do. And so ever since that point, uh, you know, people have been waiting on this day to happen. And so if you remember a few years ago, there was a similar situation with Jimmy Butler uh, when he was with the Minnesota Timberwolves of uh, 2018, I believe. He did the same thing. He wanted out, and instead of just 
you know, working with them and, and going through the motions to try to get traded, he just decided not to show up. Uh, and so that ended up not lasting too long. They ended up trading Butler out of Minnesota, obviously. Um, but this situation with, with Ben Simmons is, is very similar. And so, as I mentioned before, he's under contract for four more years. And it's kind of crazy. This shows how much money he's really making. I was reading it earlier. For every practice and game that he misses, so let's say, you know, the the team goes through, you know, the preseason. They go through some of their, you know, preseason practices and, and stuff like that. And they finally get to the regular season and they still haven't found a destination for Ben Simmons to go. He could be fined up to $200,000 per practice and per game that he misses. So, I mean, that that is an insane amount of money just for missing a practice, you know, all because you just want to play somewhere else. So, again, Ben Simmons says he's not reporting to camp, not reporting to practice uh, there in Philadelphia. He wants out, you know, he wants the 76ers to trade him. And, again, the 76ers are looking to trade him. Uh, but what other teams have said is that Philly is asking too much for Ben Simmons. And, you know, I think they're wanting multiple All-Stars in return for Ben Simmons, and I just don't know if they're going to get that. But, you know, at this week, people have been saying that it's going to happen very soon because both sides really just want this to happen and for this relationship to end and everybody to move on. So, We'll see how that plays out uh, for Ben Simmons there in Philadelphia. Some other NBA news. Again, first topic under the big three. J.J. Redick retires from the NBA after 15 seasons. Uh, for those of you that don't know who J.J. Redick is, uh, he was a legendary uh, shooting guard out of Duke. He played his college ball there uh, at Duke, was a you know a phenomenal shooter. That's always been his thing. He is always He was the spot-up shooter, catch-and-shoot type of guy. Um, you know, not super flashy. You know, he's not going to – he was never going to go and just dunk it on anybody or anything like that. But, man, he could just flat-out shoot the rock. This guy, you know, he played 15 seasons. Uh, he played on six different NBA teams. And back in the day, he played on the Clippers, which I've always kind of grown up rooting for the Clippers. But he was on – uh, the Lob City days with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. So he played right as or, excuse me right along Chris Paul, um, in the backcourt there. So, you know he he's always been that guy. He he can just like I said he can just shoot the three ball. That is what he did. Uh, he averaged just under 13 points a game uh, in over 900 career regular season games. So you know he's not going out and dropping 30, but He's reliable. He was reliable in out, you know, day in and day out. And he is 15th in NBA history uh, on three-pointers made with 1,950 in his 15 seasons. So, again, he retired. J.J. Redick retires from the NBA this week uh, after 15 long uh, successful seasons uh, in the NBA. He played for the Magic, the Clippers, the 76ers, the Pelicans, the Bucks and the Mavericks. So I just wanted to highlight that, you know, I've always had a lot of respect for JJ Redick. I've really always been a fan of his um, because, you know, he represents the guys, not just professional basketball, but even just professional sports where you don't have to be the biggest name to make a big impact. And he was definitely, 
you know, he was definitely one of those guys. So, again, J.J. Redick retiring from the NBA this season uh, and also Ben Simmons not reporting for camp uh, and for practices there in Philadelphia. With that, let's move into number two. The NFL this past weekend uh, was an exciting weekend. You know, you had a lot a lot of action going on. Unfortunately, there was a lot of injuries as well. Um, you know, a lot of starting quarterback injuries, which is obviously never something you want to see, um, especially when that has outcomes on games and, and ultimately, you know, outcomes on seasons, um, especially when it's only in the second week. You know, you hate to see anybody getting hurt so early in the season. Um but, again, the NFL this past week was – it was exciting. It was – there was a lot of good matchups, a lot of good, exciting games. Uh, a couple blowouts. You know, the Bills took down the Dolphins 35 to nothing in a very, you know, a very good defensive showing. But, again, Tua Tungavailoa was injured uh, during that game. So, the Bills, you know, took advantage of, of that, if you will. But, you know, that Bills defense is legit. I was watching the game, and they were – even with – even if Tua would have been in, I think they would have still, you know, handled business there. So, uh, the Cardinals and the Vikings, they were in one of the better games of the weekend. You know, they they went back and forth all day long. Uh, the Cardinals ended up winning 34-30. to uh, They're over the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings had a chance to make a game-winning field goal. But, if you remember a few years ago, in the playoffs, they released kicker Daniel Carlson, or 34-33 to 33 was that final score, excuse me. Um, so the Vikings had a chance for the game-winning field goal, but again, if you remember a few years ago in the playoffs, they had a kicker by the name of Daniel Carlson who did not have a good game, um, and they released him after a very bad playoff performance. But us Auburn fans know Daniel Carlson is a legendary kicker here at Auburn, and he was picked up by the Raiders and is having just a fantastic career so far. So they definitely could have used him uh, then, but, again, they missed the game-winning field goal, and so the Cardinals ended up winning 34-33, to which, uh, you know, very high-scoring game uh, for the NFL. Tom Brady, again, continued to do Tom Brady things. You know, he is, you know, he's getting up there in age, but yet he doesn't age, it seems like. This guy just continue to he continues to do it every single season, every single week. He comes in, and he just makes people look bad. I mean, he just he just knows how to play the game of football. He's been doing it for so long, and it's just second nature to him. You know, the Buccaneers put up forty eight points against the Falcons on Sunday. Forty eight points is a lot of points in the NFL to put up on a professional football defense. You know what I'm saying? So. Again, Tom Brady just continues to do it. He keeps using Gronk, who has been with him everywhere for a long, long time, and those two just are tearing people up. So you know, the Buccaneers ended up winning 48-25 to over the Falcons uh, with Tom Brady just being Tom Brady. The Titans competed against the Seahawks over the weekend on Sunday, and for a while, it looked like the Seahawks were just going to put it on the Titans and just beat them bad. But the Titans ended up having a huge comeback, and they were able to complete it in overtime to get a huge win uh, over the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, AFC and NFC 
teams colliding there, but that was a fantastic game to watch the Titans, you know, make a a very strong effort at a comeback and ended up pulling it off there in overtime. The Packers were able to bounce back. You know, if you remember in week one, they got embarrassed uh, by Jameis Winston and the Saints, but the Packers were able to bounce back and get it done against the Lions there on Monday Night Football with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers putting up 35 points uh, with Aaron Rodgers going 22 for 27 with 255 yards and four touchdowns. I think the Packers are back on track. I'm a Packers fan myself, so it was very well, you know, very good to see the Packers uh, get it done at home. And so I think they have San Francisco coming up this Sunday night, but I will talk about that uh, later on. And also, you had the Chiefs and the Ravens, right, on Sunday night football, which was a fantastic game. You had Lamar Jackson and the Ravens taking on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And if you remember, Lamar Jackson had never beaten the Chiefs. It was the team that had his number. I think he was 0-3 against the Chiefs. And so they were able to go and host the Chiefs and come out with a huge win, a lot of points. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't play great. He had a few turnovers, a few interceptions, a couple bad throws. Uh, One was a miscommunication. But Lamar Jackson and the Ravens played well enough to beat a very good Kansas City Chiefs team. And Patrick Mahomes is, you know, he's one of the best there is. So the Ravens were able to pull out a huge win, a lot of momentum coming off that game. So that was one of the best games of the weekend for NFL last Sunday night. So this week. Coming up, right now we have a game that is currently on for Thursday Night Football. Or, excuse me, it's not currently on. It's going to kick off in about five minutes. So, when we come back, I'll preview that Thursday Night Football game along with the other NFL games coming up this week. You're listening to Moonlight Madness here on WeGo 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Moonlight Madness here on WeGo 91.1 FM or on Weagle fm.com i'm jacob goins i really appreciate you listening in uh to moonlight madness here uh thursday nights and that's every thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m central time again right here on weagle 91.1 fm so when we left off we had just got done wrapping up the nfl last weekend so now let's take a look into the nfl weekend preview for this weekend So as I mentioned, we have one game tonight for Thursday Night Football. We have the Carolina Panthers traveling to Houston to take on the Texans uh, again there on Thursday Night Football. The Texans, unfortunately, are losing their starting quarterback and having to start a rookie this season. And so that is going to be a very interesting game there uh, in Houston because the Panthers are 2-0. You know, they've got they've got a lot of momentum and they're taking on a team who, you know, a lot of people would say are not great, but you know, you just never know. I think it'll be a really good game. You've got again, you've got the Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans tonight, but Tyrod Taylor, you know, the Houston Texans quarterback was injured last week. Uh, I believe it was a hamstring injury. So he was placed on injured reserve. And so now the Texans are kind of, you know, they're kind of scrambling. They're kind of trying to figure out what they can do 
to compete. And so now they're throwing in Davis Mills, who has never started a game before in the NFL. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I saw a stat earlier. Quarterbacks making their first start on Thursday night football are 5-1 and one overall and 5-0 and oh against the spread for those betters out there. So just keep that in mind. I think it'll be a very competitive game. I think it's going to be entertaining. I'll keep you updated right here as the show goes on. A game to kick off in a, around five minutes or so. So that'll start off the NFL weekend. You've got the Washington Redskins and the Buffalo Bills. I don't see that being extremely competitive, but you never know. You've got the Chicago Bears taking on the Cleveland Browns. Justin Fields will make his first start in this game for the Bears against the Browns. Andy Dalton last week for the Chicago Bears uh, getting injured in their game. So Justin Fields, the very high, you know, the very, uh, what's the words I'm looking for here? You know what I'm saying. He's very, very talented, very anticipated. You know, he is ready to go. A lot of people, especially fans there in Chicago, have wanted him to start since week one. But Chicago didn't see it that way. They took the veteran Andy Dalton, uh, who had starts before, and they started him. But now he is hurt. So Justin Fields will be getting his first start again Sunday against the Browns for the Bears. So I'm interested to see how he handles it. You know, Cleveland's a very, very good football team, believe it or not. So I'm interested to see how that will play out there in Cleveland. You have the Saints and the Patriots, you know, two teams that are trying to kind of rebuild a little bit. You've got Mac Jones there in New England trying to make something make something happen. I think he's he's played very well so far. There for the Patriots, and you have Jameis Winston trying to, after week one, playing what I called a career game for him. Then last week, the Saints just got embarrassed. So they're really trying to bounce back and see if they can make, you know, make themselves compete and com- compatible again. I think one of the games of the week, the Tampa Bay Bucks are visiting the Rams uh, for a battle of unbeatens. The only two teams, it's the only two. You know, it's the only two teams that are undefeated that will be playing this week. Uh, that's the 3.30 slot. Uh, probably uh, it's on Fox. So, again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady traveling uh, to the Rams to take, you know, to take them on. I think I think it will be a very good game. I think, I think it's going to be high scoring. You know, the over-under is 55. And, again, we'll discuss this a little bit later on the what are the odds segment. But, again, if you're looking for a game to watch this weekend on Sunday, I would definitely recommend – uh, watching the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Rams. Sunday night football this week, you have the 49ers hosting Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I think that's going to be a fantastic game. I think, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers maybe figured it out uh, on Monday night against the Lions. And so I think they, hopefully they go in there and, and make it a game and can come out with a win. Again, I'm I'm a pretty big Packers fan, so would love to see them go in and, and take it from the 49ers. In the Monday Night Football, whether the NFC East is good or not, everybody always watches it, right? You've got the Eagles and the Cowboys on Monday night. They're in Dallas. Again, NFC battle, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Like I said, it doesn't matter if those teams are undefeated or winless. 
whether they're good or they're bad, everybody's going to watch when the Eagles and Cowboys play because those teams hate each other so much, and it's just so much fun to always watch those two teams compete, especially just because it's always a good game. It's always close. It's always competitive, and it's just it's just fun to watch. And, again, that'll be Monday night, so it's going to be the only NFL game on, so a lot of people will definitely uh, tune in for that. With that, that'll wrap up the number two spot. So let's jump into number three of the big three. The MLB playoff race. I talked about it last week. I'm going to talk about it again tonight. It's big, and it's happening right now. With a week to go in the MLB season, it's heating up, and it is it's taking over. There's some teams who have made some significant runs in the past week since I talked to you last Thursday, and there's some teams that have really hurt themselves since last week. You know, there's been a lot of baseball played in the past week, and there's still be a lot of baseball left to play, but it's only in a week's time. So let's take a look. I'm going to update you on everything, give you a little breakdown of what's going on, uh, who's in, who's out, and who's fighting to get in, and who is playing themselves right out of the playoffs. So as of right now, in the American League, you have the Tampa Bay Rays, who are at the top of the American League East. Uh, they have clinched that division. Uh, nobody's going to take their spot there. But what's interesting is the wild card race with the three teams that are in that division, the Boston Red Sox, the New York Yankees, and the Toronto Blue Jays. I'll get into the wild card race in just a minute, but keep your eye on those three teams uh, there from the American League East. From the American League Central, uh, I believe earlier, the Chicago White Sox have a doubleheader today, and they won their first game against the Cleveland Indians, which secured their victory for the American League Central. So the Chicago White Sox will win the American League Central, uh, up 11.5 games on the Cleveland Indians. Those two teams are currently playing again tonight, but again, the White Sox have clinched that division. And in the American League West, you have the Houston Astros, who are currently eight games up on the Mariners and nine games up on the Athletics. So, barring something crazy, I think the Houston Astros will, you know, pull through and win that division. But what's interesting is the American League wild card race. I talked about it last week. There were four or five teams competing for both spots there in the wild card. It's the same situation this week, but it's different teams. It's already switched in a matter of a week. So, you have the Boston Red Sox, who currently are holding that top spot there in the wild card up two games on the New York Yankees who have the second wild card spot. So if the season were to end today, what a matchup that would be. You would have the Boston Red Sox hosting the New York Yankees for the American League wild card game to get in to bracket play for the postseason. You really can't ask for too much more as a baseball fan or as a sports fan. Those two franchises you know, with their historic tradition. I mean, what a what a wild card game that would be. So again, the Red Sox are currently holding that top wild card spot with the Yankees in second, but the Toronto Blue Jays are only a half game behind of the Yankees, with the Mariners two games back and the Athletics four games back. So that Red Sox Yankees matchup is not set in stone. There's a lot of baseball to be played in this next week. And that any of those teams could make it in. The Red Sox could lose their spot. The Yankees could lose their spot. This may be a, a Mariners-Blue Jays wild card. We don't know. 
So this next week is is the most important. But a couple teams of those teams right now playing good baseball. The Boston Red Sox are on a seven-game win streak. The New York Yankees have won their third game in a row. And the Seattle Mariners have won five in a row. So those teams are playing extremely good baseball right now at the at the perfect time, right? So that's it's going to be key. It's going to be so interesting to watch. A lot of good baseball being played. The Red Sox and the Yankees, I believe, still have a series to be played. So that's going to be so important. The biggest series of the season for those two teams. So keep an eye on that American League wild card race as there's currently five teams fighting for two spots. And it could change in the matter of a day or two. So just keep your eye on that. In the National League, you've got the Atlanta Braves currently leading the National League East. They are up two and a half games on the Philadelphia Phillies and up seven and a half games on the New York Mets. So I think last week I discussed how all three of those teams could win that division. I'm going to go ahead and say the New York Mets are not going to pull up and win that division. I just don't think. They have the talent or, you know, the skill this season to pull it off. But it's going to either be the Braves or the Phillies. I think the Braves will ultimately pull, you know, pull ahead more and win that division uh, in the National League East there to beat out the Phillies. You have the National League Central for the Milwaukee Brewers. Currently have a seven-and-a-half game lead in that division. But right behind them, is the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, they are seven and a half games back, but the Cardinals have now won their, as of today, have won their 12th straight game in the past, you know, week and a half, however long it's been. So, yeah, today the St. Louis Cardinals won their 12th game in a row. That's crazy. They are playing fantastic baseball right now at the perfect time because they're right there in the National League wildcard race. And in the NL West, you have the San Francisco Giants who hold a slim one-game lead over the Los Angeles Dodgers. So one of those two teams is going to win the NL West, and the other team will take the top wild card spot. And that's very significant because whoever wins the division gets to host, you know, they have home series advantage or home field advantage against whoever they play in the first round of the playoffs and doesn't have to play that extra wild card game. So... That is a huge race there in the National League. And as we take a look at the wild card standings there in the National League, so the Dodgers hold the top spot, but they're only a game back of the Giants. So if that, if those standings you know, flip at any point this week, it could be the Giants who hold the top spot there in the NL wild card. And then again, the St. Louis Cardinals, like I said, on a 12-game winning streak, uh, currently in the second place for the wild card. And it was a lot tighter race there with the Reds and the Phillies and the Padres, who were five, five, and six games back. But with a 12-game win streak, the Cardinals have pulled away. They're up five games and six games for that second-place wild card spot. So unless they just go ice cold and the Reds and the Phillies or the Padres get hot, I think you're looking at your second wild card team in the St. Louis Cardinals. They've played great baseball. They've deserved it. They've earned it. You know, they... They're outscoring opponents like crazy right now. They're hitting home runs and and scoring seven and eight runs a game right now. So, you know, they have played and earned their way into that second wild card spot. But the thing to watch there uh, now with that, with the second wild card spot, kind of 
being settled, the thing to look at is who's going to be the division leader and the division winner there between the Dodgers and the Giants, and who's going to have to play St. Louis in that wild card game because I know I wouldn't want to play St. Louis right now. They're red hot, and I do not want to play a red hot baseball team there in October. So, again, interesting to see baseball, again, heating up if you're looking to get in. I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it all October, get in now because playoff baseball is the best baseball. So it's it's really getting exciting. You know, I all I can hope is that, you know, we get good series uh, for the wild card, you know, good wild card matchups and good series during the playoffs. So that will do it for the big three. When we come back, I'll take a look around Auburn Athletics. You're listening to Moonlight Madness here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back here to Moonlight Madness right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I appreciate y'all listening in on this Thursday evening, September 23rd. And again, this is Moonlight Madness. It's my show. I'm Jacob Goins. This is every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. So we went through the big three for the week. So now for all of you Auburn listeners, since we are an Auburn station, I'm going to go around Auburn Athletics, talk about what's going on uh, with football, soccer, volleyball, and um, just kind of preview what is to come tonight and the week ahead. So, Auburn football. As most of you know, Auburn football traveled up to Penn State this past weekend to take on a top 10 Nittany Lions team there in the whiteout. And what an, you know, what an incredible atmosphere that was. I actually made the trip myself up there first time going to Happy Valley and the atmosphere was fantastic. You know, the the whiteout was definitely something to cross off the bucket list uh, for attending a whiteout game there at Penn State, and it was really cool to see Auburn play up there. I will say Auburn fans traveled very well. Auburn was very well represented there in the whiteout, lots of orange, you know, along or around campus and definitely in the stadium. So, again, Auburn fans traveled very well, and it was really, really neat to see, you know, to see a game there in Happy Valley during the whiteout. Unfortunately, Auburn did not get the win, so Auburn is now sitting at 2-1 and one on the season. They host Georgia State uh, this weekend for homecoming on Saturday at 3 o'clock there in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Looking to, you know, make some tune-ups, make some changes, because let's be honest, Auburn was in that game against Penn State. They had every chance to win that game. They, you know, they, they made a lot of good plays, and it was really just a few bad plays that ended up being the difference. You know, so Auburn Auburn competed with a very good top 10 Penn State team on the road, one of the toughest places in college football to play. So I was very proud to see that. You know, I think I said last week, even if we go up there and lose, if we lose a competitive one-score game, I'm okay. And that's exactly what we did. So I'm happy. I like Brian Harson. you know, Coach Harson. I think he is making the right moves for the team. I think he is – the right guy for the job. So I'm going to continue to support him. I'm going to continue to support Bo Nix and all the other players uh, for Auburn football. So I think our brightest days are ahead of us. So again, we have Georgia State this week in town for homecoming before Auburn travels again next week to another top five road environment in college football to LSU. You know, I think Happy Valley – up at Penn State along with 
Death Valley down there in Baton Rouge, I would easily say are two of the top five, you know, top five road environments to play in college football. And Auburn gets to do it in a three-week span. So never gets easy for Auburn, but always up for the challenge. So, again, traveling to LSU next week for an 8 o'clock kick there in Death Valley. So we'll see how that goes. I like Auburn's chances, so tune in for that. And we'll see, you know, we'll see what changes we make. We'll see how this weekend goes against Georgia State, see if they can handle business. And then, again, Auburn will travel to LSU next week to take on a scary LSU team at night in Baton Rouge. Auburn soccer moved up to number 11 in the country this week. So then on last Friday night, Auburn soccer opened up SEC play with a 3-0 victory over Georgia uh, here at home at the Auburn soccer complex. Auburn has only lost one game this season, and it was against the top team in the country, number one, Florida State. So that soccer team is – they're good now. They are, they're super good. If you have not seen them play – I definitely recommend that you go and see them uh, see them play when they're home because I'm telling you, Auburn soccer is legit. They are they're good. They are extremely good and extremely competitive. And I think I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. I think they're going to enjoy a lot of success in the SEC this season. And speaking of which, Auburn soccer is in action tonight. They travel to Tennessee to take on a very good Tennessee team. They, you know, they are playing their first SEC game on the road. Auburn's ranked number 11 in the country, and Tennessee is ranked number 17. So, you know, a top 25, top 20 uh, matchup in the SEC for Auburn in soccer. They are currently leading one to nothing at the 74-minute mark in the second half. So a little score update for you there on Auburn soccer. Again, up one to nothing on Tennessee on the road. Top 20 matchup at the 74 minute mark there for Auburn soccer and then on Sunday they will be coming back home to play Texas A&M at two o'clock central time you can listen to that game right here on Weagle 91.1 FM I'll be on the call with my man Aiden Kowalski we'll call it yet another soccer game and we're going to make it a good one so if you can't make it to the Auburn soccer complex make sure you listen to it right here on Weagle 91.1 FM Auburn Volleyball has been in a lot of action recently. They opened up SEC play last night against Ole Miss. After winning the first set here at home, the Tigers unfortunately went on a three-set losing streak and ended up losing the match 3-1. to one. But there's a lot of good things to look at from that match. You know, in the previous seasons, Auburn wouldn't have won a set in those kind of matches, and they didn't in SEC play in years past. And to come out and to punch them in the mouth and to win the very first set of SEC play, I think that was big for Auburn. I think, you know, I think that really shows testament to the players and the coaches. You know, Brent Crouch over there has done a great job so far of just making Auburn competitive again in Auburn volleyball. And I think they're going to continue to rise, continue to grow. So this Sunday afternoon, Auburn travels to Alabama State for volleyball to take on Uh, to take them on there. That is at 3 o'clock on the road. And then they travel to Tennessee to take on the Volunteers on Wednesday night. That is Auburn Volleyball. And then they come back home to face Alabama here in Auburn Arena Saturday, October 2nd, and then again the very next day on October 3rd. So if you're looking for a chance to watch the Auburn Volleyball team uh, compete at a high level, 
you can come watch them play Alabama in the Auburn Arena on Saturday, October 2nd, and again on October 3rd. So that is it for the Auburn Athletics, you know, your Auburn Athletics review, Auburn football, hosting Georgia State for homecoming before traveling to LSU next week. Auburn soccer currently playing Tennessee on the road up one to nothing before coming home against Texas A&M on Sunday. And Auburn volleyball losing their SEC opener last night to Ole Miss 3-1. to They play at Alabama State this Sunday at 3, travel to Tennessee on Wednesday night, and then they come home to face Alabama on Saturday, October 2nd, and then on Sunday, October 3rd. So, with that, I'm going to give you some live score updates from around sports. We've got some baseball on tonight. We have some. We have an NFL game on tonight, and I believe we have a college game on tonight as well. So, in the NFL for Thursday night football, you have the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans. The Panthers are currently up seven to zero on the Texans with about six and a half minutes to go there in the first quarter. So again, the Panthers on top of the Texans, seven to nothing in the first quarter there for Thursday night football. Give you some score updates in Major League Baseball. The Seattle Mariners and the Oakland Athletics. I talked about these two teams fighting to get into playoff contention for a wild card spot. The Mariners opened it just went final. The Mariners beat the Athletics six to four there in Oakland. The White Sox and the Cleveland Indians and their Second leg of the doubleheader tied at three in the bottom of the seventh. As you know, doubleheaders now only play seven innings, so they are in the bottom of the seventh, which is the last inning of that game with Cleveland uh, trying to sneak out a victory against a very good Chicago White Sox team. You have the Washington Nationals who are visiting the Chicago Reds. The Nationals are up two to nothing at the end of the sixth. Pittsburgh Pirates on the road to take on the Philadelphia Phillies. The Pirates are on top 6-5 in the middle of the fourth. You have the Tech, or excuse me, yeah, you have the Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles are on top 2-0 in the bottom of the fifth. In Minnesota, you have the Toronto Blue Jays fighting for a playoff spot, a wild card spot there in the American League, taking on the Twins. They're up 1-0 at the bottom of the third. Those are all the current games for Major League Baseball. I'll run through some of the scores that have already went final tonight. Earlier, again, the White Sox took on the Cleveland Indians in the first round of the doubleheader. They took that victory 7-2 to claim, to claim their victory in their division to win the AL Central with that win over the Indians. St. Louis Cardinals stayed hot with their 12th straight win to beat the Milwaukee Brewers 8-5. to The Dodgers got another key win trying to take over the San Francisco Giants there in their division to avoid having to play in the wild card. The Dodgers beat the Rockies 7-5 on the road. The Atlanta Braves took on the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Braves were up 4-1, I believe, and gave up a huge five-run seventh inning for the Diamondbacks to come back and win that game 6-4. Again, the Diamondbacks beating the Atlanta Braves 6-4. And in a big game out in the National League, the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres, the Padres took that win 7-6 in the 10th inning. So that's a big win for San Diego, trying to make a last effort push there to get a wild card spot, and the San Francisco Giants trying to hold on to their lead and win their division to avoid that wild card spot. There's also one more game to go on tonight. The Houston Astros 
are taking on the Angels. That game will be at 8.30 Central Time. That'll be the last game to start of the night. So there's your MLB scores. I gave you some scores from baseball. Again, the NFL game is currently 7 to nothing in favor of the Panthers, who are beating the Houston Texans. And there's one college football game on tonight. It is Marshall visiting Appalachian State. That game is currently 14-13 to in favor of Appalachian State with about seven minutes to go in the second quarter. That game is on ESPN. Should be a high-scoring game. Uh, should be a fun one. So if you're looking at something to watch while you're listening here to Moonlight Madness, you can flip on, flip on your TV and watch some college football on Thursday night. So that is your live score update. When we come back, we'll do the final segment of What are the Odds? I'll run through the odds of college football and NFL football for this upcoming weekend. You're listening to Moonlight Madness here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Welcome back to Moonlight Madness here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I'm Jacob Goins. I really appreciate you listening here on this Thursday evening. So, here for the final set, what are the odds? We're going to run through some of the point spreads and the money line totals for the upcoming football weekend. We're going to run through some college lines and some NFL lines for all you betters out there. So, if you're not familiar with betting and how it works on football, it's really simple. When the lines come out from Vegas on a football game, they're going to have three things. They're going to have the money line, the spread, and the total. The money line is basically who Vegas thinks and who the people betting in Vegas, who they think is going to win. So, we'll use an example, and I'll run through and explain it really quick. So if you take the college football game tonight, Appalachian State and Marshall, the money line for Appalachian State is minus 290. What that means is you have to bet $290 to win $100. But the money line for Marshall is plus 235. So you bet 100 to win 235. So basically what that means is Appalachian State is a pretty big favorite. They're supposed to win. So you have to bet more to win less on the favorite. When it comes to the spread, Appalachian State is minus 7, Marshall's plus 7. So what that means is betters think that Appalachian State will win by at least 7 or more points. So if you put money on that, they have to win by more than 7 for you to win. Or if you pick Marshall at plus 7, Marshall can lose by up to 7 points and you still win. So that's kind of how that works. And then the total, there's an over-under. It's set at a number right now for that game. It was at 58.5. That's just what the betters in Vegas think the total amount of points between the two teams is going to come to. So you can bet on whether you think the teams are going to combine for more than 58.5 or they're going to combine for less than 58.5. So that's kind of how it works. So I like to run through and just look at some of the, the odds that I think are noticeable, you know, note, noteworthy for looking at. Uh, and I think starting this week, I'm going to make three official picks across college and the NFL. I'm going to keep track and just see how I do. So you can, take my, you can take my picks if you want. I'm not going to guarantee that they win, but you are more than welcome to take them as you please. And, again, I'm going to keep track of them just to make it a little fun with you guys here and see, just see how I do, see if, if I were to put money on it, see if I would win or see if I would lose. So let's go into it. I'm going to start with college for now, and then we'll get into the NFL. So starting on Saturday – you have Notre Dame and Wisconsin, one of the biggest games of the weekend. 
College game day is going to be there. You know, they were at Auburn Penn State last week, so they're going to be at Notre Dame, Wisconsin this week. I believe that game is being played in Chicago, so it'll be a neutral site game. Wisconsin is a five and a half point favorite right now, which means, again, they're favored to win by five and a half points. The total is 45. I don't know what I would pick there. I kind of like the under of 45, not making it official, but just kind of keep your eye on. I think six and a half is a lot of points for Wisconsin. So, you know, I kind of like Notre Dame plus six and a half, but not making any official picks yet. Georgia and Vanderbilt. You know, last week I I chose South Carolina plus 31 against Georgia. That hit because I said that's a lot of points. It was close. I think it was like 28 or 29, but it hit. South Carolina stayed within 30-something points of Georgia. So I like that one, but I think this week, I know 34 is a lot of points, but, man, Georgia's so good, and Vanderbilt is not very good. So, again, that's a lot of points. If you want to play with that, you're more than welcome to, but I'm definitely not going to play with that. Another good game, Colorado State and Iowa. This is kind of interesting. Iowa's a top-10 team. You know, they've had some pretty big wins already this season. But Colorado State, they're kind of a sneaky team. They're pretty good. They can score a lot of points, and they can sneak up up on some people. They may not win, but they can definitely hold their own. Iowa's a 23-point favorite. Total's 44-and-a-half. I like the over in that game. So I think I'm going to make that my first official pick uh, of of the show and of the week. I'm going to take the total for Iowa and Colorado State. I'm going to take the over of 44 and a half. So I'm going to write that down and I'm going to keep that, you know, we'll keep notes of that and we'll see how I did. So I like the over 44 and a half for Iowa and Colorado State. Another notable game in college football, Texas A&M and Arkansas, Arkansas, or excuse me, Texas A&M is a five and a half or excuse me, four and a half point favorite uh, over Arkansas. Again, Texas A&M not playing with their starting quarterback, Arkansas making strides there in the SEC. That's a scary game. I don't know how that would go. I really don't. I think Arkansas could win outright, but I think the talent of Texas A&M besides the quarterback could carry them to a victory. So I'm staying away from that one. Uh, For those of you curious, Auburn is a 27-point favorite this weekend uh, against Georgia State. So, you know, take that as you will. I think Auburn should win that by more, especially making adjustments and trying to prepare uh, for LSU next week. Let me give you one or two more college and then we will go to the NFL Alabama is a 45 point favorite against Southern Mississippi this weekend if you're curious about what that line was and one more in college Oklahoma West Virginia that's a pretty big game Oklahoma is a 16 and a half point favorite Oklahoma struggled this season they have not played up to their potential but they are a 16 and a half point favorite West Virginia not great, but not terrible. Um, I'm not going to make any official picks on that just because I don't like it very much. So I made one official pick for college. I took the Iowa-Colorado State over, right, over 44 and a half. So let's run through some NFL picks real quick. I'll give you two of them that I like, and then we will call it a night. So the Buffalo Bills are seven-point favorites against the Washington football team. Uh, I think Buffalo is really good. I think Washington is not great. If that gets down to six and a half, I'll take it because I like Buffalo by a touchdown, but to win by more than a touchdown, I'm not sure. So keep that in mind. If that gets down to six and a half, I like that pick. The Bears and the Browns this Sunday. 
the Bears, and the Browns. The Browns are currently touchdown favorites. They're favored by seven with a total of 45.5, remember. Uh, Justin Fields, sorry. Justin Fields is starting his first game for the Bears this weekend against the Browns, so they are seven-point underdogs. Um, I don't know. I think that's a that's a questionable game. I just don't know how Justin Fields is going to play in his first start. Cleveland's a good team, and they're at home, so I'm going to stay away from that one just because I don't like it. The Ravens and the Lions. Ravens are eight-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 50 points. I almost, man, that's a lot of points, but I almost like it. What do you think? I don't know. I think, fifty again, 50 points is a lot, but I think it can be done. We saw the Packers put up 35 or so the other night, and I think the Ravens could do the same thing, and the Lions can also score. So, but again, that's a lot of points. I'm not going to take it, but I could recommend that one. The Colts and the Titans. You have the Titans, who are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Colts. I like that one. I like Tennessee minus four-and-a-half. I'm going to make that an official pick, my second official pick, I like the Titans minus four and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. Let me try to get you one more here before we get out. Let's see. I like mm, the New England Patriots and the New Orleans Saints. The Patriots are two and a half point favorites with Mac Jones under center there for New England. I'm trying to think two and a half. I'm going to stay away. I'm going to stay away from that. I think it's a trap game. Here's one. This is going to be going to be controversial but I like it I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals plus three against the Pittsburgh Steelers I think Joe Burrow finally gets it done I think he's going to beat the Steelers I think Big Ben is getting up there in his age and I'm pretty sure he got hurt last weekend so he may be 50-50 I'm going to take the Bengals plus three against the Steelers make that my last official pick so I've got the Bengals plus three against the Steelers I've got the Titans right I've got the Tennessee Titans minus four and a half against the Indianapolis Colts, and I took the over in the Iowa-Colorado State College game. Well, that's going to do it here for Moonlight Madness on Weagle 91.1 FM. My name is Jacob Goins. You can follow me on Twitter at Goins2Jacob. That's G-O-I-N-S, the number two, Jacob, for all show updates and all my sports takes. I really appreciate you guys listening in tonight. Tune in next Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. and every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. I will see you guys next week.